Welcome back to another ESL podcast. I'm your host, Arsenio, as usual, and today is another TOEFL ITP special for all of you out there, man. Just want to give a big shout out to especially a lot of my uh, Brazilians who are beginning to follow me, not only on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, but they're coming over to my beautiful platform in regards to Instagram, man. Thank you so much. I told you guys that I would be giving you as much material as possible. So here I am today. And you know what? Within probably the next hour, I'm going to bang out all the TOEFL ITP material for this month. That's right, people. Happy goddamn January. Happy goddamn January. And I'm put, making sure I give some leeway to everything that is actually getting a significant amount of plays. So that's TOEFL ITP, IBT, and especially TOEIC. So it depends on the countries with TOEIC, depends on ITP with the countries, and of course, IBT with the countries. <laughs> with that being said, guys, this is going to be a little bit of a difficult one. Now, again, I go over the basis. I give you three questions. And then what I will do is put the rest of the material, which could be anywhere between 10 to 15 questions, on my TOEFL ITP badge. Now, as of January, the prices have increased, and they are now at $65 a month. Now, a lot of you are like, oh my God, that's a lot. Well, actually, it's still cheaper than the coaching. And it's significantly cheaper, as a matter of fact, because with the coaching, it's two coaching hours you get for free, along with the badge for free. And those uh, amount to $80 a month. I'm sorry, $80 for two sessions. So one session for $40. Now, so you would basically get $15 off by going on the TOEFL ITP badge, as well as exclusive podcasts, audio casts, uh, well, yeah, podcasts, audio casts, um, you know, different uh, Q&As, videos, you name it. So again, guys, take advantage of that. And with that being said, let's get into this. The infinitive. Oh my God. Infinitives, infinitives, infinitives. We're going to be going over the missing infinitive and Jaron phrases. Guys, man, I'm telling you, this is going to be extremely difficult. But once you understand this, you're going to get and understand what present participles and differentiating them between, you know, obviously present. Yeah, well, yeah, between infinitives is what I'm trying to say. So let's break down what an infinitive is. It's a verbal form that consists of the word to, right? So normally with the infinitive, we get the verb that follows. Now, the simple form of the verb, obviously, okay? To be, to go, to give, to build, you know, we could go on and on. Now, infinitives are often followed by an object, right? So to give directions, uh, to build a house. However, together, an infinitive and its object form something called an infinitive phrase. All right, so infinitives can be used in a number of different ways, okay? They may be the subjects or objects of verbs or used after to be plus adjective. So let me give you a couple of, well, three examples here. To read the directions is important. So the infinitive to read acts as the subject. The main verb would obviously be is. So the formula of this sentence is infinitive as subject of a verb. To read, subject, the directions, object, is, main verb, important. Now, let's switch that up. He forgot 
to read the directions. So the infinitive as an object of a verb. Okay, he forgot to read the directions. Then we have the third part. It's important to read the directions. So this is when you use infinitive after to be plus adjective. All right. So now we're getting into the next phase. You guys probably understand, okay, to read the directions is important. Got it. Won't say that in everyday conversation, but he forgot to read the directions. Yes, I probably have written that sentence a number of times over the course of my life. And then you have, it's important to read the directions. I'm sure you guys get that. Now going into the next phase. Infinitives can be used as adjective phrases after noun phrases. So you'll often see this in structure problems, okay, which I haven't gotten into on this podcast probably only once, but we'll be getting into that. And again, if you guys want all those TOEFL ITP podcasts, that is available right now on my badge. Now, John, let, let me give you an example. John Glenn was the first American to orbit the earth. So again, you would normally see this structure problems after noun phrases containing the word first. So the first American to orbit. The first to, mm, the first to, mm, the first to, to scale Everest. Who was the first person to scale Everest? Okay, that's obviously the infinitive being used in a structure problem after a noun phrase. Um, who was it? Was it Hillary? Was Hillary the guy? Oh my God, it was one of those guys. It was in the 50s, right? However, we don't know he's officially the first, but we know the Sherpas are the heroes of Everest because uh, far more Sherpas have died and uh, far more Sherpas have scaled Everest, I think three times the amount of the person who gets all the glory, such as, you know, someone who says, yeah, I scaled Everest, I'm gonna write a book about it. However, the Sherpas do that on a routine basis and they help carry all your stuff. Just saying, just saying. You guys want to hear that entire podcast? Go back to about season four, I believe. I talk about who are the real heroes of Everest. You could just type that in on Spotify and check that bad boy out. So let's stay on topic here. You guys got it. Easy. Third phase. Infinitives can be also used to show purpose. So in other words, they explain why an action takes place. So how it works is the phrase in order plus infinitive also shows purpose. So these types of infinitive phrases often come at the beginning of a sentence and they are set off by commas. You ready? So let me give you an example. To learn how to dance, comma, he took lessons. In order to learn how to dance, comma, he took lessons. In order to play football, comma, he began practicing. In order to, do you guys get it? So that's showing purpose. In order to do this, this had to happen. Got it? So here we go. Let's keep it going. Passive infinitives. Oh, hail to the yes. Okay, not passive gerunds or future gerunds. We're not getting into that just yet. Passive infinitives. This is really very, very good stuff right here. And I know that this is going to explode at some point because some of you are like, holy shit, really? Yes, really. I know. It's crazy. Let's get into it. 
you may see structure items that focus on these types of infinitives, okay? So what a passive infinitive consists of is two plus B plus past participle. Now, I've probably written this in a number of occasions, and I've been wanting to do this for a very long time, but nonetheless, here it is. So let me give you an example. Roberta was the first person to be asked, to be asked. Now, that has the ED at the end. Now, remember with my pronunciation course, you cannot say asked, all right? It sounds extremely unnatural. So you just drop the K and you just make it sound like a T, asked, okay? So I'll repeat that. Roberta was the first person to be asked to speak at the meeting. There you go. You guys understand how this works? Practice some of your sentences. Write them in my TOEFL ITP badge. I'll be more than happy to grade them. I'll be putting in routine stuff and especially uh, polls on a routine basis. So let's keep it going. Uh, Jaren is a verbal form, okay? We're switching it very, very, very shortly, okay? We're, uh, just hang in there with me. Now, uh, Jaren is a verbal form. You guys already know the ing, the being, the going, the given, the building. Sometimes it could be, it, it depends how it's being used. Sometimes you'd be like, wait, those are basically verbs. Yeah, those are ing verbs. Yes, yes, and yes. However, we got to put some context into it because it depends on the context of the sentence. So like infinitives, gerunds are often followed by objects, given directions, building a house. Together, a gerund and its object form a gerund phrase. So gerunds are like verbal nouns, okay? And they're used as other nouns are used. So you will generally see gerunds as subjects or objects of verbs or as objects of prepositions. So you guys ready for this? Well, here are three examples. So playing cards is enjoyable. That's a gerund as a verb. I'm sorry, gerund as a subject of a verb. Okay, because obviously is is the main verb. Or how about he enjoys playing cards? Because look, subject verb, right? We already got the main verb enjoys. So you guys are like, wait, I don't understand. Some people would be confused and say, wait, you can't have two verbs negatory. That is a gerund. That's a gerund as an object of a verb. And then what you have here, you have he passes the time by playing cards. See, that's a gerund as object of a preposition. By preposition, playing cards. It's like a prepositional phrase. So with that being said, we got three questions and I'm gonna break these down. So, <sighs> sentence number one, it says space, the eggs of most birds must be kept warm. A, proper development. B, by properly developing, yes, these questions are on my blog on the arseniobuckshow.com. You make sure you check that out. Continue going. C, they develop properly. And D, to develop properly. So would you put proper development, the eggs of the most, uh, I'm sorry, proper development, the eggs of most birds must be kept warm. Or by properly developing, comma, the eggs of most birds must be kept warm. Or C. They develop properly, the eggs of most birds must be kept warm, or D, to develop properly, comma, the eggs of most birds must be kept warm. Well, the thing is, the only one of these phrases listed here can show purpose is choice, is which choice? That's right, 
which one shows purpose? Just as I was telling you guys about the whole to learn how to dance, in order to learn how to dance, in order to learn how to play, uh, in order to, in order to play basketball. Got it. So D is your answer to develop properly. The eggs of most birds must be kept warm. This is how you do it. Do you guys get what I'm saying? We got two more questions. In 1959, the political philosopher, Hannah Who Cares, became, I can't pronounce her last name. I'm not even going to try. The first woman. Now, I'll say that one more time. In 1959, the political philosopher, Hannah, became the first woman. Now, normally, after you hear that, became the first woman, became the first woman, what do you need? So, to space a full professor at Princeton University. So A, to appoint a full professor. B, was appointed a full professor. C, to be appointed a full professor. Or D, an appointment as, literally appointment, like as a noun. So D is terrible. So appoint, appointed, appointed. To appoint was appointed or to be appointed. So, after a noun phrase, such as the first woman, an infinitive is used as an adjective phrase. Do you guys get it? So, A is not the correct infinitive form. C is best because it is a passive infinitive. Again, let's go back here. Because a passive form is needed, Hannah, receives the action she doesn't perform the action is why you would use the passive infinitive to be appointed so the sentence reads like this in 1959 the political philosopher hannah became the first woman to be appointed a full professor at princeton university let's go let's go let's go we got one more people we got one more stay with me stay with me the ear is the organ of hearing, comma, but it also plays a role in mm, balance. Now, we have A, maintaining, B, it maintains, C, to maintain, D, maintained. Now, normally, in, uh, what is it, in jumped, okay, so preposition followed by a past participle or just a past tense verb, never, ever, ever. So, in maintained, you cannot say that. Get the hell out of here. Also, preposition, which is in the sentence already, but it also plays a role in, you cannot use another preposition, okay? Such as it. I'm oh, sorry. It is actually, yeah. But, but what is it? Oh, my God. It, uh, I am, you are, we am. I'm just all over the place. It. There we go. Found you. All right. But nonetheless, to is another preposition. You cannot say in to. Now, into, into the box, go into the box, yes, because that's connected. But in space two, hell no. So you're gonna eliminate D, you're going to eliminate C. And then you have A, maintaining, or B, it maintains. Now, it says, but it also plays a role in it maintains, negative, because you already use it. You're gonna have, you're gonna end up having three subjects in a sentence. We already have subject verb in the first clause, and then we need another subject verb in the second clause. So if you don't know what the answer is, you could eliminate it by playing that game. 
So I eliminated B because it has it. And we already have it as in it also plays. We already have the subject verb there. So we would use the, of course, Jaren, such as maintaining. Got it? So with that being said, guys, thank you so much for tuning in to another ESO podcast. If you guys have any questions, man, I have the membership site. Again, $65 a month. Again, you guys could do it like two months, three months, um, you know, and you could use it up until you take your test. And then, of course, you could cancel your membership. Again, if you guys are on a budget, but you do still get two free coaching hours. So that actually plays a very pivotal role also. And so keep that in mind, people. Keep it in mind. And so with that being said, guys, I just want to say thank you so much for tuning in. If you need coaching hours, if you need some quick coaching hours to do, you know, some exercises and whatnot, let me know. TOEFL ITP is more of a learn at your own pace type of, you know, type of test. Um, so again, uh, I don't see that many people coming along to learn like TOEFL ITP and whatnot. It's more IBT and IELTS but it is still possible. So if you are interested, let me know. And again, guys, I'm going to continue saying happy January. Happy January. Happy January. Stay tuned for more. I'm your host as always. Over and out.